Welcome in to another episode of Clearing the Board Podcast, presented by Nachos and Analysis. And I'm your host, Drew Archer. And Joey Chestnut is the champion again. You you didn't think that I was just going to let a massive food holiday like the 4th of July just slip through my fingers and and not make an episode about it, did you? So, um, today... We're going to discuss uh, everything surrounding the 4th of July. Uh, The 4th of July is probably one of my favorite holidays of the year. Um, It's similar to Thanksgiving in a way that a lot of what goes on is surrounded by food and family and friends and that kind of stuff. And uh, those those are my favorite parts about uh, various holidays. So today you get an episode all about the 4th of July. And if I can take a moment and talk about Joey Chestnut just guzzling down all those glizzies uh, to win for a um, unprecedented 15th time in the Nathan's Hot Dog Hot Dog Eating Contest, well, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. So uh, that's a big tradition in the Archer household, wherever we are. It never seems we're at home on the 4th of July, but we always make time uh, at noon on the 4th of July every year to watch America do what it does best. And that is um, overeat, overindulge, and celebrate people for it. So, um, but before we get even more into the episode, you know the drill. We got to rep our beer sponsor, 13 Stripes. They have been loyal sponsors of the show since basically the very beginning and um been great partners with great beer uh great environment um this past week met a a buddy from out of town darren a uh, former member of the show or former guest of the show took him to 13 stripes for the first time and uh he loved it as well so um check them out whether you're in the the greenville area the easily area the taylor's area um they got two locations it's pretty much convenient uh, for many of those spots, uh, last week I took Darren to the, the river lodge location right there on the broad river. And we had some food, met up with some friends, obviously drank some delicious beer. I also, after going there for, for years, I don't know if they do this at the brewery location, but I've just discovered this past time that, uh, you can get pitchers of beer and, if I can get a pitcher, save me a couple steps back to the bar each time, I'm going to do that. So we got um, an undisclosed number of pitchers of the Not My King while we were there. Um, but check out 13 Stripes. Always great beer, uh, great food at the River Lodge location, as well as uh, amazing can art that uh, is made by local Greenville uh, artists. So 13 Stripes. Uh, today's beer for our... 29th episode. We are almost to our 30s, uh, but uh, we had to go back to one of my favorites. I believe we've done this one at least once on the show, uh, but the Future World 17. The Future World 17, it is a modest 8.5% double New England IPA, and I couldn't think of a better beer to... Um, have to start my day after I finish my coffee. And now, don't get the wrong impression. Um, 
I did just finish my coffee. However, it is four o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, I'm not cracking a beer first thing in the morning after I finish my coffee these days with the, with the summer, uh, being out, uh, out of school for the summer. I, my, uh, schedule is kind of out of whack. Um, so my day usually begins around uh, noon or one o'clock and ends about 3 a.m. Um, it really cuts into my productivity, but um, I don't know. I got the freedom to do it, so I'm going to do it. But before we do anything else, let's do the beer crack and we'll get into this episode. <sighs> Cheers to 13 Stripes. Cheers to America. I know I'm a couple of days late with this. This episode's dropping the 7th, recording it on the 6th. Um, but cheers, everyone. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday to you, all you lovely American citizens out there. Um, it was not my intention to take last week off. It uh, was a combination of lack of productivity, uh, a super busy schedule, and me forgetting to get back in touch with a guest about coming on to record. So, um as you can tell, summer, though I do enjoy it, is not good for my productivity because um, if I don't have any structure, things just kind of fall out of place. So, um, yeah. So, this episode, you have me solo. However, um, I got a couple guests in the works that have been challenging for me and their schedules to link up to do. Uh, but, the next few episodes should have uh, some some great guests on. Um, I've made the mistake of saying, hey, next episode, we're going to have so-and-so, and then it falling through. So not going to throw out those names yet, but just know uh, we got some good ones coming up. Um, but 4th of July, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite episodes, um, or episodes, good gosh, holidays. Um, so this episode is going to be kind of all about, uh, food as it relates to the 4th of July. As always, we're going to end the episode with a 86 of the week and our newest segment, Rock Hill Eats Post of the Week. Um, so, uh, before we start talking about the 4th of July and all that good stuff, uh, let's talk about our, um, our Rock Hill Eats Post of the Week. Um, this week's post is brought to you by Michelle N. Ryan Toolby. You got a big, long Facebook name. Uh, and this was posted yesterday, the day after the 4th of July. And I know some of these that I've done so far have been critical or controversial. Uh, I think last episode we discussed the $60 margarita. Um, in lieu of the 4th of July, that's just absolutely un-American. The beverage itself, as well as just raping someone for $60. That was maybe a poor choice of words. Uh, anyways, um, we're going to change it up with this week's Rock Hill Post of the Week. This one's a, a feel-good one. Um, however, I just told you the name of the post was from Michelle, uh, but I'm looking at it now, and it seems to be signed off at the very end of the post as Ryan, so this could be one of those lovely uh, couples that you get a kick out of on social media that, that have... Uh, a shared Facebook account. Um, I will spare you the comments of um, my opinions of those people who share Facebook accounts. But anyways, uh, Ryan said this, 
Thank you to whoever paid for our family's meal at Fats Cafe last night. We immediately paid it forward by picking up another table's bill instead. You started a little generosity chain, and I hope a few more links were added to it before the end. Ryan. So, um, I don't know if you've ever been involved in one of these, where whether you're pulling up to Starbucks or McDonald's or somewhere. I, I feel like the only times I've ever had this happen to me uh, was in like a fast food line kind of thing. But um, it does kind of let you know that people are thinking of others. Um, and it's always a pleasant surprise. I will say the first time this ever happened to me um, was at Starbucks. And <laughs> it was actually just a couple years ago. And I was so shocked that someone would pay for my drink that I didn't even think to, oh, yeah, let me pay for the person behind me. So uh, unfortunately... Uh, without thinking about it, I ended the generosity train once before, uh, but immediately after I was like, you know what? I should have done that for whoever was behind me. Uh, the, the, the poor girl at, at Starbucks was probably thinking, daggum, this dude sucks. Um, but I was prepared mentally the next time it happened um, and, and paid for the person behind me. So uh, I feel like the people who do this in the instance that Ryan described here at Fats Cafe, you have a little bit of an advantage because chances are you're sitting near this this person or family. And you can kind of see how much food they may have ordered and kind of gauge it like, all right, they got waters. They didn't get like the expensive steak, that kind of stuff. Like I can afford to pay for this family's table. Uh, whereas when, when you go do it in like a drive through line, you don't know. Um, if the person's getting just something for themselves or if they're buying food for the office. Um, cause wouldn't you feel like a jerk if he was like, yeah, I'll pay for the person behind me. How, how much is their bill? Oh, it's $57. Uh, then I would be kind of like, eh, I came through the line to get a $4 coffee. Uh, wasn't planning on spending $50. Uh, but regardless, it is a generous move. Um, happening right there at the local Fats Cafe in Rock Hill. Um, I don't know. You, I feel like, especially on Rock Hill Eats page, the news, all this stuff, all you're ever really hearing is the negative. The world's falling. People are protesting. People are fighting. Everyone's racist. All this kind of stuff. Um, but it is nice uh, to see this kind of stuff is still happening. And I will... Uh, I'll refer back to a conversation that I had with a, a good friend of mine, and it just kind of goes to show the uh, the different uh, outlooks on life that, that he and I have. He, I remember one day asked me the question, do you think that there are more nice people than bad people or good people versus bad people in the world? Um, and me personally, I believe I think there are far more good people uh, than bad people. He, on the other hand, he has a different outlook. He thinks that most people are bad. Uh, most things are evil, that kind of stuff. But regardless of where you kind of sit on that fence, um, it is still nice to see that there are good people out there, generous people uh, who pay it forward, look out for others, give of their time, give of their resources, that sort of stuff. So um, I know this one wasn't really a controversial one. But this is one that, as I was scrolling through the Rock Elites page, I thought, well, this is something positive to share um, on the heels of what has been kind of a, a hectic and chaotic few weeks when it comes to politics and that kind of stuff. So um, 
figured we'd uh, go lighthearted and and fun today. So um, thank you for Ryan for sharing. And that is this week's Rock Elite Post of the Week. All right. Thanks to Ryan for our Rock Elite's Post of the Week. Um, If you are a member of the Rock Hill Eats page on Facebook and you catch something on there that you think uh, would be good to feature on uh, an episode, send them to me. How would you send them to me, you might ask? Well, here's our plug like we do every episode. Give us a follow on Instagram. Um, Like I've said before, there's no excuse for a podcast that has millions of listeners across I don't even know how many countries at this point uh, to have just shy of a hundred Instagram followers. We got to get those numbers up. We got to get engaged. And this is a two way street. I'm telling myself that if we can get our numbers up, I'm going to be more engaging because let's face it. I'm kind of slack on Instagram as of late. So follow us on Instagram at clearing the board podcast um, and share your thoughts. Um, Before we get into the 4th of July stuff, um, just wanted to do a quick kind of life update. Where is he now? That kind of stuff. Um, like I mentioned at the top, uh, it's summertime. So teachers are out for the summer. Uh, but that does not mean we're not working. We're not busy. Um, I just had probably the busiest week I've had in a very long time last week. Um, and it doesn't show many signs of, of shutting down. So, um, if you think teachers just get to rest and relax and do nothing for two months, that is not the case. I spent last week uh, with many other educators across the state of South Carolina at the uh, South Carolina Education and Business Summit, which thankfully is hosted here in Greenville. So I don't really have to commute to that. Um, and on top of that, been working at uh, the pizza restaurant and been helping out some friends at... Um, a restaurant slash brewery as well. So my schedule has been full. Uh, it's part of the reason that my sleeping schedule is off. Um, starting the day at noon to one o'clock and then shutting it down at 3 a.m. Part of that is all the restaurant work I've been doing. And it really threw off my schedule last week when during the day I had to be at a conference and then working at night immediately following. So, um, so that's what kind of what led up to, uh, this past week, and then looking ahead to this month, it's a very busy month. Got a couple catering opportunities. Um, a family that I've done some work with before that I was supposed to go on a trip with uh, the beginning of summer. Um, we rescheduled. Uh, some folks came down with COVID and they had to postpone it. But uh, later this month, literally my last week before school starts back, I'm going on vacation. Oh, there's some thunder. I wonder if the microphone picked that one up. Um, but we'll be going on vacation with the family and preparing food for them while they're there. So they don't have to worry about kitchen cleanup, food prep, grocery shopping, that kind of stuff. Um, doing a couple other events as well as working in the restaurant. Um, but this is also a busy time for my other venture, Nachos and Analysis, our presenting sponsor on the show. Um, Clemson's baseball coach was, was fired and a couple weeks ago they hired his replacement uh, Eric Backich, he coached at Clemson previously in 2002, uh, but has been in Michigan coaching the Wolverines for um, the better part of this last decade or so. Um, and I am going to be um, 
interviewing him over on the Nachos and Analysis account. So if that interests you, college baseball and college sports interests you, or either you're just a Clemson fan, um, the interview is going to be happening sometime next week, and we will uh, announce on social when the interview will be available for download or listen. Um, so looking forward to doing that and getting a chance to meet Coach Backage, as well as um, the ACC Media Day um, in Charlotte. This will be the second time that I will be able to attend. Um, every ACC football team uh, will have a, a coach and two-player representatives there that we will get a chance to meet and interview um, and get content heading into this next football season. So um, if you think I'm busy with just doing podcasting and uh, work, um, Notches and Analysis is one that takes up a big portion of my time too. So be sure to check them out. Um, As we get closer and closer to August, uh, the content starts revving it up there, uh, usually between baseball and football season. Um, I take a little bit of a break. So hadn't been too totally active there. Um, so that is coming down the pipeline. And then before I know it, school will be starting back and I will have my hands full with that. Um, so that's kind of where Drew's been and what's Drew doing. Uh, but let's get into the reason we came here today. Let's talk about the 4th of July. So as I mentioned at the top, one of my favorite things about the 4th of July Um I don't know if it's my favorite thing because I really enjoy it or it's my favorite thing because it's cringy, Uh, but uh, the hot dog eating contest on Coney Island every year um, is always exciting to watch. Um, I do think we need new blood in there because Joey Chestnut, even though he had a down year, he was in a walking boot and he tackled a protester mid-contest. He still won by 20 hot dogs eaten. Let that sink in. He beat someone by eating 20 more hot dogs than they did. And he ended up with like 60. What was the total count? I think I have it pulled up here somewhere. He finished with 63 hot dogs. The over under. And yes, you can gamble on this. Uh, Unfortunately, mybookie.com was down that day and would not let me bet on it. So um, shame on you, my bookie. Uh, but the over-under was set at 74 and a half, uh, and he did not come close to that. Uh, but 63 hot dogs. We had a party at my brother-in-law's for the 4th of July with, I want to say it was like 10 or 12 people. Joey Chestnut ate 63 hot dogs. We didn't even have 63 hot dogs present for 12 people. Um, I don't really understand how competitive eating works. I know just like any other professional in in any other industry, there's a lot of practice and training and uh, time put in, uh, but I still can't wrap my my mind around it. Uh, One of my favorite things about the broadcast was prior to the event, they posted a graphic, a side-by-side of Joey Chestnut and Rafael Nadal, who's currently competing in the Wimbledon, I believe, um, that they were tied with both 14 championships. That's just pure comedy right there. The ESPN puts out a graphic comparing a guy who overeats hot dogs to uh, arguably one of the greatest uh, tennis players of all time. Um, But Joey edged him out this weekend and received his 15th championship. Um, I think he's won 15 of the last 16. Um, I can't remember who won 
in that off year. But the fact that he wins by 20 hot dogs, he's on crutches in a walking boot, and is getting attacked by a protester at the same time, wearing a Darth Vader mask nonetheless. Um, I, I don't know how you can't put Joey Chestnut on the Mount Rushmore of greatest athletes of all time. I mean, you have to include Joey Chestnut, uh, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, um, Michael Jordan. Like, he's up there. I mean, I don't think it's arguable. Um, so that is usually how I get my, uh, my day started when it comes to, uh, the 4th of July. And this year was no different. Um, but I did find a cool list online is brought to you by aghires.com but some fourth of july food facts um, to discuss so this past year 74 million americans planned to grill out for the fourth of july Um, you can add us to that list Um, and the most to least grilled items are burgers then steak, then hot dogs, then chicken as the most popular foods grilled out uh, on the 4th of July. Now get this one. And I would say the the competition on Coney Island puts a dent in this number. However, every 4th of July, there are 150 million hot dogs consumed in the United States. You heard that correctly. 150 million hot dogs. Um, that's um, disgusting. Now, don't get me wrong. I love hot dogs. I had two the other day. However, just thinking about 150 million hot dogs, um, and that's just hot dogs. That doesn't count burgers and sausages and ribs and wings and whatever else people are eating. Um, compared to hot dogs, and I love the fact that they end up using the word only in this statement compared to hot dogs, Americans only buy 190 million pounds of red meat or pork for the holiday. Only a mere 190 million pounds. Um, so those two things combined to to beat out hot dogs. However, um, I don't know. That's a lot. Um, 750 million pounds of chicken is purchased leading up to the 4th of July. And most of those chickens come from Georgia, Arkansas, North Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and Texas. Um, Americans spend more on condiments than they do chips and dip for their Independence Day barbecue. Um, then here's a good one right here. Uh, 5% of the national beer consumption takes place on the 4th of July. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know there are 364 other days, but I figured 4th of July would put a bigger dent in that uh, the number than 5%. Uh, but nonetheless, the United States consumes 68.3 million cases of beer over the 4th of July. That's not 68.3 million beers. That's 68.3 million cases of beer. Um that's a lot of beer. Um, I myself contributed to that number. Um, however, 68.3 million, that's a lot of beer. Um, I'd be willing to wonder, uh, what other days may edge out 
the 4th of July when it comes to uh, this 5% national beer consumption number. Um, maybe New Year's. Um, what was the other big one I was thinking of? It, would Cinco de Mayo be more? Or more people like involved with just drinking margaritas and, and that kind of stuff? Or St. Patrick's Day. Uh, those are all some big drinking holidays, but 68.3 million. Um, as far as uh, grilled side dishes go, um, corn, potatoes, and veggies uh, round out that list. 41% of people say they will have corn. 41% will say they would have potatoes. And uh, 32% say that they would have veggies as well grilled out. Um, if you like tomatoes on your burger... They probably came from Florida or California, which that's not surprising. Pretty much Florida and California lead uh, pretty much any list when it comes to produce, whether fruit or vegetable. Um, and let's see. Well, I thought this list was longer. That's what I get for doing my homework and not reading uh, up on it. But let's just let's just throw this out there. And just say, hey, um, we ate a lot of food this weekend. Um, and personally, I did too. We had um, some, we had a couple uh, family members, my uh, sister in law and her soon to be husband, my future father in law, and their kids came from Portland, Oregon uh, to spend the week here in the Carolinas. Uh, so they stayed in Charlotte for the first three or four nights and we all got together at, uh, Emily's brother's house and family came over that kind of stuff. And, um, so we had a good 4th of July and like this list suggested, there were a lot of burgers, hot dogs, hot Italian sausage. I did have to refrain from the Italian sausage this year as much as I wanted it, um, I just think that my diet leading up to the fourth was not conducive to it because uh, acid reflux was acting up and a hot Italian sausage was not going to be a good uh, good fit for me this weekend. So hot dogs and hamburgers, a little bit of buffalo chicken dip. Uh, it's hard to say no to that. Um, but we had a, had a good fourth of July, stayed with uh, Emily's brother, so it was nice to not have to worry about ubering somewhere or getting back home we just crashed on the couch whenever uh the festivities were over and had a good time so um overall say it was a uh, successful fourth of july some fireworks were shot plenty of beer was drank lots of food consumed um and i had a good time with with family and friends so um i don't know what else you could ask for when it comes to uh, a major holiday in the United States. So um, that is my 4th of July recap. All right. So like this episode, I'm going to keep this 86 of the week relatively short. Um, this is um, something that happened recently um, that I'll get into. I was able to fix. But uh, so this week's 86 of the week it's going to be oddly specific. Um, almost kind of like if you're on TikTok where you see those people that are like, put a finger down if blah, 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 blah. And it's like this extremely specific story that definitely obviously happened to them. Um, but 
My 86 of the week is green peanuts from Food Lion on Lawrence Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Now you may ask, Drew, why are you 86ing green peanuts from the Food Lion on Lawrence Road in Greenville, South Carolina? Well, um, I made an attempt to buy some and cook some a couple weeks ago. I bought them. I was busy that day. Put them in the fridge. Forgot about them. And the other day when I thought about it, I was like, oh, I got those. I'll go ahead and make them today. Well, they have gotten gross and moldy and that kind of stuff, so I had to get rid of them. That was on me. Uh, so later that day, I went back to the same food line on Lawrence Road in Greenville, South Carolina, and bought some more. Uh, to make some boiled peanuts because we had family coming in from out of town, one of which is originally from Argentina. Uh, he, he loves his time here in the South when he comes and likes to try new things. So I figured what better thing to prepare for him when he comes to South Carolina than the state snack itself, boiled peanuts. Well, um, these boiled peanuts took the longest that they have ever had, and I was unable to take them to him uh, because... Most of the time I do them in a crock pot, low and slow, usually, I don't know, 12 to 15 hours, they're good to go. I wanted to kind of get them going and maybe done a little quicker this time, so I decided to cook them on the stove and boil the crap out of them to hopefully get them done in like five or six hours. Well, after about seven hours, they were still not there. Still pretty tough, still pretty dry. I was like, all right, we'll put them in the crock pot and just let them go overnight so that way they'll be ready in the morning. The next morning, they still were not ready. Uh, very dry, not tender. Um, so unsuccessful on my attempt to get them some boiled peanuts this past weekend. However, I was like, what if I just leave them in this hot liquid, put it in the refrigerator, and let them soak and just hopefully continue to soften up. So after being gone out of town to Charlotte for the last few days, I came back home yesterday, reached in there, pulled one out, and you know what? After a four-day uh, attempt at these, they're finally done. So uh, I'm 86 the green peanuts from the food line on Lawrence Road in Greenville, South Carolina for I don't know where you're getting your peanuts from. And maybe this is a me thing. Maybe maybe this early in the peanut season, this is something to be expected. I don't know. This honestly is the first time I've ever cooked them this early in the year. Um, so, But even though I ended up uh, rectifying the situation, um, still a little frustrating. Uh, however, they are good and done now. That was my lunch today, just a bowl full of peanuts. And coincidentally enough, my future brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their family they're actually just got an airbnb in, in greenville so they're here tonight and we're going to have dinner so i will be bringing the four-day peanuts over to their house for him to try today finally so um he did have to settle for some boiled peanuts at the restaurant we went to uh on what was that sunday we went to haberdish in Noda, south or north carolina uh, one of my favorite areas of Charlotte. Um, they had boiled peanuts as an appetizer. So um, he did get to try some of those. And uh, maybe I'm biased, but my boiled peanuts are definitely better than theirs. Uh, but overall, good meal and good experience there as well. So um, I know it's a short episode. Like I've said, I'm short on time. So uh, we fit them in where we can. I appreciate all of our listeners. Um, and 
look forward to uh, next episode and, and hearing from you. Remember, follow us on Instagram. Let us know any guests you may want, as well as send us some, some Rock Elite's posts of the week that you would like to see featured on the show. So, that's all I got for you. Peace. Peace.